welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Hello, lovely balanced ballerinas. How has your week been? I hope you've been enjoying the BB six-week challenge. It's currently week four. Um, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. But you'd like to join in, it's not too late. Simply head over to the Balanced Ballerinas Instagram and click on challenge in the highlights to see what we're up to. We've been doing calf rises, starting our day with lemon water, ending our day with a body scan and being just simply more proactive about ensuring we move our bodies daily. I also love being tagged in your challenge posts on social media, so keep those coming so I can share them with the rest of the BB community. Now, on to today's guest. Rosina Andrews is the author of Pirouette Surgery and Leap Surgery, but don't let the titles fool you. There's uh, nothing clinical or too complicated about her approach. Aimed at dance teachers and educated little dancers, these books break down the technicalities and process of executing perfect pirouettes and leaps. With commentary and anecdotes from world record holder for number of pirouettes, Sophia Lucia, and dancers in the Royal Ballet, such as Stephen McRae. So besides being a published author, Rosina is also a coach, mentor, and choreographer working in the UK. Her strength and passion lie in classes, intensives and workshops that inspire dancers to dance smarter and favour safe dance practice over trends and fads. I'm a huge fan. We sit down to discuss a range of topics from mindset to leading by example. We even talk about our mutual dislike of turning boards and dangerous stretching tools that make us cringe. So in relation to this particular discussion, you actually can find a list of great items to buy for a dancer um, over on the blog at balanceballerinas.com. Just search for Ballerina Home Kit and you'll find some goodies there. Um, It was lovely connecting with Rosina and I hope you enjoy our little chat. You can find all Rosina's books and mentorship opportunities at rosinaandrews.co.uk. So we should probably let the listeners know that we are feeling a little bit dusty today because last night we attended our mutual dear friend and fellow dance teacher, Kate Hannah's wedding, and you and I got to meet for the first time. So, but I feel like I've known you forever (laughs) um, because I've heard so much about you, Rosina. Um, It's nice to finally be in the same room. It's nice to meet you. Yes. Now, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Okay, so I am Rosina, I'm from the UK, and I'm a dance dance teacher, choreographer, and um, pioneer into different technique methods. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's kind of a bit of a, a long blurb, but I always say that um, I want to get dancers to dance smarter. Mm-hmm. And with that, I have a, f- a couple of publications and yeah, um, me and my husband are on the mission to try and get young dancers to dance in a really safe and smart way. I love it. First of all, congratulations on your two books, Pirouette Surgery and Leap Surgery. Can you tell us who's the book aimed at? Who's the book aimed for? And um, what will they find in there without giving too much away? Because, yeah, of course, I want you to buy it. Yes. Um, okay, so people always ask me, is it a kiddie book or is, yeah. it, uh, is it for teachers? And actually, the way I wrote it, uh, people always also ask, is it a textbook and really boring? And if you get to know yes. me, then obviously it's not. Because the term surgery kind of goes... <laughs> Ooh, is this like really technical and difficult? Yeah, to read? I mean, some kids when I do the pre surgery workshops actually ask me when the surgery is going to happen. I'm like, well, the scalpel will come later. Um, so yeah, pirouette surgery was um, always aimed at changing. Um, well, let's go right back. I um, I lived in the UK. I got into a dance company. Everyone in the dance company was foreign. This is how I met Kate Hanna, Mrs. Grazioli, um, and. She was Australian, there was Canadians in there, and I really felt that my technique lacked, uh, even though I'd been training in the UK. So I moved to America, I lived in New York for a while, yep. and realized like how different the training was there to mm-hmm. what we did in the UK. So I came back and I started teaching like turns and leaps, virtuoso classes, and people started saying, ooh, you know, you need to get this into a book. And I was What's like- What's virtuoso classes? Like leaps and the oh, things okay. you don't really get to. In, yeah, so like, like so a-, a, a um, um, like a leaps front. and legs kind of leaps class. and legs yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. don't really do we in the UK we don't really do that it's always at the end so you get to the end of a ballet class yeah. and you oh my god I've got Grand Allegro for three yeah. minutes and okay. we don't have time so I started working on that and um, someone said oh you should write this down in a book and I'm one of those people that if you you like trick me into saying it I'm like yeah okay let's give it a go I had no idea where to start mm-hmm. I, luckily I had a really good self-publishing service and um, yeah so pirouette surgery was born it's for everyone and the way it's written is written as if I'm speaking so a lot of the jokes a lot of my te- teacher friends get yeah and then there's a few things that my kids are like what did that mean I'm like oh you'll you, you'll understand that when you teach a group of children <laughs> um, they're like oh okay and then the mums like it because it kind of brings them into it so yeah. yeah and then leap surgery came a couple of years so later so it's like a, it's like a children's movie with adult jokes yeah it, it is Lego that goes movie. over the, yeah that goes yeah. over the kids heads gotcha yeah. there's okay. a few like tra- training exercises in there too but yeah we have a te- we have teachers kits for teachers so they can oh. get all that separate so you've got a, a whole separate kit for just for teachers yeah. yes Great. a three level teaching program um you also have an exclusive interview with royal ballet's Stephen mm. mccray in there without again giving too much away what are some nuggets of wisdom that he shared with you oh he he was amazing like um for pirouette surgery we met Sophia Lucia and obviously she was 13 when we met her and then we met Stephen McRae as principal Royal Ballet and like the the interview was completely different like Sam came with me on both of them and what I loved about him was he had just finished his degree in I think it's business I don't quote me but I think it was he's amazing I'm so business degree as well as his two kids as well as this and the injury and I was just like wow you really you I hate it when people say dancers are thick and it just I'm like okay and he just he epitomized that for me like I was like you're you're amazing and he knew everything he was doing and yeah he was a really really nice guy and of course he's Australian (laughs) what was the what was the topics you kind of covered uh kind of I was really interested in his training when he was younger to see how he turned out like he did like did he start really serious ballet training when he was six did someone private lesson him from the age of he could walk and it was really interesting to see that Actually, he was just a normal kid and he, he played sports and he jumped around and he turned yeah. and people let him be 
how he naturally was so yeah yeah it's not too cultivated which was nice to hear yeah because otherwise you're just going to get kids being trained like robots yeah <laughs> and then so in comparison how was Sophia's interview Sophia Lucia's oh <laughs> she she was amazing like I actually thought she was going to be really I don't know young and oh I just turn <laughs> I just turn it just happened. and I was because we'd flown to Arizona and we'd obviously paid her agent and I didn't want to just pay all that money and just this 13 year old sit there in front of me and be like yeah I just spin really fast but she was she was really educated <laughs> as well and it was really nice to know that she had like substance behind what she did mm-hmm. um yeah that, yeah she was great she was a really sweet little girl yeah oh good <laughs> and her grandma how, how old would she be now she would she's be. like 16 now yeah there you go yeah. Um, I can actually imagine it's really hard writing a book full of instructions and teaching practices. I couldn't even imagine putting my teaching practices down on paper. Well, yeah. How long did it take you? Pirouette surgery took me longer than leap surgery. Pirouette surgery took about a year um, because I didn't know really know where to start. I just started writing and hoped for the best. But then once I'd done one, leap surgery was much easier to know how the format yeah. was going to go. And I did that one in, I did it in three months. Yeah. Yeah, I was writing a thousand words a day, which was Wow. It was coming out fast. <laughs> That's good. And so so you kind of did it just like a word vomit on the page and then yeah, and then created my publisher the was like you need to stick on you need to keep on the ball rolling as the first one to come out. So he's like, When's yeah. the next one? I was like, mm-hmm. Now, yes. And I'm one of those people that, yes, yes, I'll do it for you. Don't you love that? When you do something that you're like, Oh my god, like you've birthed this book and then the, the next question is like, Oh, so when's the next people one? People are like that with the third. I feel like I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. I felt like a woman that had, had a baby a little bit too soon. You know, when yeah. you, you are a newborn in your arms and you're pregnant again, that, that was me yeah. with leap surgery. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like once you, <laughs> it's like, isn't, wasn't that enough? Like, can I, can I breathe for a second? It's like when I climbed Kilimanjaro, as soon as I got back, everyone was like, so what's next? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just going <laughs> to Give rest. me a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was nice to know everyone wanted another one though. It was good. It was, yeah. it was a real stab That's in a good the dark. Reaction. The first one I was like, you know, this might go real pear-shaped so yeah it was great no, I have a lot a of Australian people thing. that buy it as well and teachers kits that come over yeah. to Australia and New Zealand which is amazing that's awesome do you um, in regards to purchasing your book because on your lovely website you can you can buy a hard copy or a digital copy or just a just hard a copy? hard copy but there is hopefully an audiobook coming in the next yeah I'm going to say a few months but we'll stick with yeah yeah and so are you going to um um voice it yes yeah <laughs> I've heard that that's quite the process yeah I just I, I haven't read them back since I wrote them yeah and I, I, I read the first one and there's a typo on a page and it really aggravates me so I never that read would anymore. An, yeah that would annoy the bejesus out of editor, me I was like what the hell have you done but yeah is it's there any fun to reread it yeah well is there anything because your book is full of tips and tricks in yep. regards to uh, let's talk about pirouettes for, for turns yeah um is there anything that you think you might look back on and go oh I want to change that not so much change but since I've been teaching the workshops I want to do so much I feel like there is a second edition coming or like additional yeah. booklet or something because I've been working workshops like literally every weekend around yeah. the country and every kid has something different and also my assistant started doing it with younger children and then just watching him and I'm like oh there's a whole section here on five-year-old spinning and yeah yeah there's, there's more there's always more yeah mm-hmm. I think in our line of work it's constantly changing so that's why you just got to keep yeah updating and a lot of people want me to do a lot of focus on turned out pirouettes and yeah yeah that's all fine as long as you've got the turnout and the that's very training true. and i'm just like look it's easy to get kids spinning parallel first and then we'll work on yeah. so you day. predominantly work in parallel predominantly in parallel yeah yeah 
And I then, went with a lot of ballet schools in London and obviously they, they're in turnout, but... Yeah. yeah. And then I guess once you've got that going in parallel, if the child has the facility and if the child you has just, the technique, yeah. you just it, it would just happen anyway. Yeah, just transition. So it's almost over. like... Yeah. Yeah, why? I, not why bother giving the the tips and techniques in a turned out mode, yeah. but it's going to happen if the facility's there anyway. Yeah, no, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you do use the hashtag Dance Smarter a lot, um, <laughs> which I love. I'm glad that you know that. I know, <laughs> I love it. And so, can you share um, how that came about and exactly what you mean by Dance Smarter? Okay, how it came about. I can't remember <laughs> a bit like how pirouette surgery originally came about. I can't remember that either. It's all a bit of a blur, but I know that the reason I want people to dance smarter is, uh, when I, I, when I train, Oh, I don't want to train for 20 hours and get the same results as if I could get in two, three hours. Cause yeah. I find that a lot of kids are saying, Oh, I'm stretching for 10 hours and a week and I'm not really improving when if you specify it and make it smarter, then you can, bring that down to half an hour 20 minutes and get better results so that is why dance smarter came about and also there is just a lot of trends at the moment and i think they're a little bit dangerous and some unsafe dance practice and we want the kids that are dancing these days to be able to walk by the time they're 21 and not need hip replacements literally so yeah we're me and my husband sam are really against that who is here hi sam he is here (laughs) he's sitting here quietly not making any noise he's a good instagram husband yeah he is he's very good at instagram yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe you should run my instagram <laughs> might be more active <laughs> yeah so me and him are really really kind of fighting in the uk to get dancers to dance smart and safe and it, it's beginning to make a difference and it's nice to see yeah it's nice to see safe practice what are some trends that are quite frankly really annoying you right now <laughs> Um, I hate oversplit, like passionately hate oversplit. I don't mind it in front splits because I understand that you've got to get a nice little sway back in that front leg if you want to end up like Sarah Lamb. Yeah, fine. But these like side leaps, the pelvis twisted back hunched, they're killing me. Mm -hmm. I can't, and yeah, I'm not a fan of leg hold turns. Neither are my students. (laughs) No? They have the physicality to do them. They just, yeah, I don't know. Well, it just, it does borderline on that gymnastics feel and it kind of rhythmic it kind of um loses the aesthetic of dance when you start putting things like that in that i feel like we're we're slowly going back to a more pure form i feel you i feel like it's taking full circle yeah but there was a period there actually when i started my studio and i had been out of the steadford game for such a long time because back when we were doing competitions (laughs) and stuff you were dancing there was no one shocked there was no one doing yeah there was no one doing aerials on stage do you know what i mean that wasn't even no you're not called if you can't anything Days. <laughs> An aerial these days is like a plie. Like it's oh yeah, it's no, just every two seconds. Like ironically, though, most kids that can aerial can't necessarily plie properly. It's very true. Yeah. So uh, I always because I everyone's like, oh, you teach leaps and turns. You must be all about tricks. But actually, mm. my main focus. I was a contemporary dancer, and my main focus is always artist development. Yes, leaps and turns are good, but artist development over and over again. And if you watch any of my students, it's all about how they create a story and a performance. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have that perfect combination of conditioning, yep. which is your leaps Reduce and turns, them. which I, I like. Yeah, I like to call conditioning. Yeah. And then you've got, um, yeah, the artistic yeah, creativity side. and yeah. improv and yeah, 
So like your background then, um, growing up, what styles did you do? So my mum's a dance teacher. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did find that out yesterday because I said, oh, would you would you have your own studio one day? And you're like, no, no, my mum my mom does. <laughs> That's enough. I know my mum does. Um, yeah, so my mum's a dance teacher and I grew up doing like ballet, modern, tap, yeah. um, national. What was your favourite? Tap. Yeah. Yeah, I used to tap. I used to, I was in, I'm in a tap book. I used to be quite like a champion tapper and actually I haven't <laughs> tapped for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's... it's um, I grew up doing quite a range of things, but my mum was always quite forward thinking. So I feel like that's rubbed off on me now. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, um, yeah, I really like the dance smarter hashtag and I feel like the industry is coming full circle a little bit. And it's really nice to see, um, that people are realizing that those over split positions and tilts and stuff, they're not even attractive. No, Do you know what I mean? Especially not unless, in a brief. <laughs> yeah, unless, you know, <laughs> gosh, without tights. Let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. That's not what today's about. Oh, that is a whole nother discussion for another day. But um, anyway, you also have a very fun, very raw YouTube channel, which I love. because <laughs> it's it? I watched a couple this morning oh, in my preparation for our interview. Wednesdays with <laughs> Rosina. Wednesdays with Rosina is brand new and definitely raw. <laughs> no, the reason I say raw, and I think that's a really good thing, is because it really gives... It's a great place to actually direct a student who might want to go into freelance dance teaching or what does that look yeah. like? What What is a day in the life of, you know? Oh God. And it's just, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I watched that one. Sam Did you watch was in what's it. In my bag? Sam was in it too. No, I didn't watch the What's, I feel in, what's her bag. in My Bag is one of my best. It's one of your it's best. <laughs> no, it has a few products that we kind of endorse in it. So. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll ask, what's in your bag? Like, what, what's in your dance bag? What is in my dance bag? Well, to start with, it's not really a dance bag. It's my my favorite bag, but we won't talk about her now. Um, <laughs> she has a name. It has the bag my, has a name. Yeah. What's the bag? <laughs> I need to know now. What's the, the bag? The bag is name? called Lysandra because she's a beautiful Louis backpack, and I already have a Louis bag, so that was called Louis. So we now have female Lysandra. And in our house, we can be like, oh, where's Lysandra? And Sam will be like, oh, she's over there in the cupboard. Or or we'll be like, oh, yeah, she's on my back. So, yeah, Lysandra has... um, Almost sounds like lasagna. Apollo socks in it, which we are real... um, We we work a lot with Apollo socks. um, Shocks. Sorry, Apollo shocks. With my socks, what else is my dance bag? My Mac, foot roller, Mm -hmm. some rose quartz, (laughs) which is good energy. What else is in there, Sam? So you're a crystal girl. Perfume. Oh, like herbal gluten remedies in case yeah. I eat bread. Yeah. In case, just in case it accidentally enters my mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything dance related in my bag. Well, you've got a foot roller in there. A foot roller and, and some socks. I actually have, are you impressed? I've got rose quartz sitting on the table. I was going to say, I saw that earlier. There you like, go. Hello. I don't know what else is in there. About 50 iPhone dongles because I lose them yeah. all the time. Yeah. And now, especially when you're working out of other studios too, you also have to have the little, because the iPhones have gotten rid of oh, the um, that, those things. The plug. Mm-hmm. You have to get the little connector now. And so. I lose them. So I have about yeah, six. Yeah, because they're tiny. I lose them too. <laughs> but anyway, I'm a big fan of Wednesdays with Rosina. Um, for anybody listening, you can go have a, a flick through Rosina's YouTube channel because there's cleaning choreography, there's warming up correctly, <laughs> improvisation tips. <laughs> Um, but on warming up correctly, what yep. does your typical warm up that like if you're um, setting a perfect warm up for your students, what does that look like? 
So I'm lucky that Sam mainly does the warm up with my students. So as yep. a conditioning and strength and fitness coach, he knows what he's doing. Um, what I find, I like to do a lot of dynamic movement. Um, I don't just tell them to jog. I feel like a lot of people like jog around the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that happens here because it's hot, but in the UK, you just see kids aimlessly jogging around the room. Yep. So a lot of like um, dynamic twists and lunges and things like that to warm up the mm-hmm. legs and the arms and the abs. And then dynamic stretching I don't do static stretching until the end of class because there's a little sneak bit of leap surgery here but it deactivates your muscles for like up to two hours if you stretch for yes statically for a long period of time so yes that's the last thing you want to do Lisa Howell who is um one of the top leading uh physios in Australia yeah the ballet blog um she um we recently attended a workshop with her and and she was all she's all about safe dance practice and yeah you two would get along very well (laughs) um and yeah she was discussing the fact that if you are stretching before class the amount of time it takes for your muscles to be working again and able yeah. to perform um, actively it's quite, um, it's quite is a, a long time. time yeah so when you go to competitions and see all these kids oh like God. sitting in the splits I'm like thinking mm, sitting in splits wouldn't be doing plastic, that plastic rod sticking their legs even further than splits but yes yeah. exactly <laughs> flexi stretch yes are there do you, are you a fan <laughs> of tools for stretching or do you believe that you should just be using the body um, I think you can use yoga blocks, but I think you should use them mm. how they were originally made to be used. Mm. Like if you go to a yoga class and there's someone who can't reach the floor, that's what the yoga block's for. Yeah. So I think for the tighter kids, we often sit them on them for a pike stretch or straddle stretch. Um, yeah, and we use a few, what are those bands? Therabands. The you like to use. Move method. Move method bands. Yeah. Um, they're like a stretch rope. They're not stretchy and you can't get stuck in any positions. Yeah. I think... Yeah, the flexi stretches are great for the kid that can, but I worry about the kid that can't. And yeah. Like one of my students actually who's in Melbourne and she'll hate me for saying this, was <laughs> a practice, apparently practicing on a wobble board on a flexi stretcher and fell through a window. Um, <sighs> I mean, she's a stunning dancer and she's in Melbourne City Ballet and all that, but I just don't yeah. picture her crumpled in a heap. So sorry, Cosima, if you're listening. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she fell through a window. Yeah, she has this full-on scar in her hand and everything. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, um, <laughs> like, you know, the turning boards. Okay, so yeah. you are, you know, you've written a book literally on pirouettes and turning. Yeah. What are your thoughts on turning boards? <laughs> okay, so I ordered one when they first became, like, cool. Yeah. And I nearly died. <laughs> yeah. Because I put it they on this wooden floor. And so dangerous. I nearly span, again, like, through glass because I was doing it in my mum's conservatory and, yeah, I think they're okay. I think they're great for kids learning to spot. I think they're, like, you know they're a great product it's a great niche if you look at it in a business strategy then yeah that's great yeah. um but i always say you can you can spot a turn border from a mile off because they usually prep with absolutely no biomechanical bio- understanding of the preparation so they just spin and then you take them off the turn board and they can barely rotate because yeah they haven't used any muscles so i always say if you're practicing your turns agree. 10 minute one minute on a turn board nine minutes without otherwise you mm-hmm. get habits but kids love them, so... They do. There's one that counts how many turns you do now. Oh, really? That's very technical. Yeah, See, I, I... It goes I, on an app and everything. Yeah, I jumped on one and almost killed myself. <laughs> too. Like, I, I thought it's it was... It's the flat foot thing that kills yeah, me. Yeah, I thought it was like a um, skateboard. <laughs> like, it's as dangerous, if not more dangerous I know, than a skateboard. I know, I think they are quite dangerous, yeah. Yeah. And they scratch the floor as well. 
Yeah, I, I sorry, Turnboard, if you're listening. Yeah, so, sorry. Don't worry. They won't be reaching out anytime soon to sponsor the podcast now, will they? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, well, <laughs> no, that's all right. I don't, I don't need turning board people. I'm not sure there's many dance teachers that actually agree with turning boards. I think it's just more mums and kids yeah. that see it on Instagram, and the mum wants to buy them something dance related. Yeah, so totally. you can't, you can't blame them in that sense. Yeah, I had to put up because um, I get yeah questions all the time, like oh, I want to buy her something you know dance related for Christmas and what's his foot stretcher you know and I'm like oh please don't um no no, no. there's ligaments you yes. only get once yes please don't <laughs> buy one of those so I actually put up a blog post and it had like cheaper versions of a bar more expensive versions of a ballet bar things like therabands things like yeah. you know nice things that aren't going to um hurt cheap hurt version of a ballet bar the back of the sofa exactly or the back <laughs> of the chair that's how I did it like. exactly exactly lots of parents though go out and buy their children ballet know, bars and very lucky kids to have their own very studios. lucky children um but it's actually kind of nice it gives them a little space too because I've had some photos sent to me it gives them a nice little space that they can practice yeah I think it inspires them to practice exactly when they go some space exactly um I was watching this video, Rosina, where you're getting the entire class to turn while saying chicken nuggets. Okay, and they're like 20-year-olds as And well, then, <laughs> yes, and then the entire class starts chanting, I'm pretty sure it was avocado. <laughs> yep. Please explain. Okay, so I find that most kids don't have any rhythm in their turns. So if a spot always needs to be one and two and, so chicken nuggets is good for a double turn. And then I have this one kid that goes, I'm vegan. I'm not going to say that. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. so say avocado. Oh, that's avocado. So and then like you can add and chips to make it a triple or on toast or on sourdough or whatever on rye maybe that would work on my, rye if they in my head now so avocado and chips yeah. yeah so that's that yeah gotcha the fact that those students in that video are like 19 20 year olds at full yeah, time yeah they were quite well. old <laughs> they're having a great time though <laughs> that's so funny you wouldn't even think like of the vegan thing like oh, no, I no that was like a seven-year-old as well she's like i don't say chicken i was like oh wow okay there is like vegan chicken like <laughs> Anyway. It's like, oh, and you only act on this point, like, okay, avocado. <laughs> That's so funny. So you are pretty, you are pretty active on social media, and it's yep. good. Do you think that it's important for dance teachers these days to promote and share on social media, like, you know, healthy habits and practices? And social media is like a curse and a blessing. Yes. I think without it, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also might not be as like anxiously screwed up in my head if I didn't have as much <laughs> social media constantly in my face but no I think dance teachers do need to share it because if you don't then obviously dance teaching is your passion but it also must be a business and if you're not on trend with something like that then you've got to you can do it well like coastal dances has done really well coastal dance does do it very well yeah. Shout out for at Coastal Dance on Instagram. <laughs> That's uh, Mrs. Grazioli that got married <laughs> yesterday. Her beautiful dance studio down at Crumbin on the Gold Coast. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm in two frames of mind about social media as well. But I do think that it's not going anywhere, so we may as well embrace it and yeah, keep no, it exactly. positive. And it is a great platform to inspire the kids yep. to do the right thing and yep. practice and check in with you know yeah, their I think habits it's really similar to like the body confidence stuff like yeah. if you're following those pages and you've got to educate them against it but there's a lot of amazing people to follow on instagram that you know exactly my kids are obsessed with autumn miller and mark yeah. miesma and all that like they're obsessed so yeah i think it's a combination of of brian encouraging nolette. i forgot about her who's that brian nolette i don't, I don't know if i'm saying her name right she's canadian <laughs> i mean 
I'm bowing down to her. Yeah, I should make a list her actually. Are yeah, I should make a list of really good dancers and positive role yeah. models to follow because I think that's half the battle sometimes when you scroll, like, like when children are probably scrolling through Instagram and they're just following, following, it's hard following. Hard to decipher which is which. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I do personally try and go, oh. Guys, I've found this new dancer and she's got a great message and give her a follow, like, yeah. and check out what she's doing. And You have to lead by example, I think. Yeah, and then make sure... I try sure. not to post too many selfies on my Instagram? <sighs> but it's hard this week with the wedding. Like, I'm like, I need to pretend I'm working, but I also am on a beach. Like, <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's important. do post? <laughs> that's important too, because you're supposed to post both because you've got to have that balance and you've got to tell students that it's important to have that balance. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, now... Speaking of balance, the question that I ask everyone, it's probably going to lead a little bit into the next topic I want to talk about, though. I do ask everybody what their tip for leading a balanced life is, but I also wanted you to talk about um, mindset because, as you say, the Rosina Andrews method isn't a syllabus, it's a mindset. No, it's not a syllabus, no. And I love that. I think you're a little bit similar to me in regards to uh, truly believing that success is a state of mind. Oh yeah, so, I say that all the time. Yeah, so I find, <laughs> there you go, so we're, we're very similar, but I find a lot of people can get in their own way and I have a feeling that your tip for probably leading a balanced life has something to do with mindset. And Yeah, my mindset um, thing is probably a whole other podcast, but we'll, we'll just quickly <laughs> touch upon it. So um, you can I go to, for as long as you want. That's the yeah. beauty of a podcast. <laughs> they might not want to hear it. I'm sure they will. <laughs> so, yeah, when I went to college, I was quite young and I came out with absolutely no confidence and no really idea what I was kind of wanting to do with my life. And then kind of began to, when I moved to New York, I began to understand the importance of mindset and things like that to improve success. So I just always made wanted to make sure that no students kind of feel the same as I did when I came out of college sort of lacking confidence and lacking any idea of like I just I know my corrections are but I don't know how to improve them they've just been yelled at me so yeah my mindset led on to a mentoring program so each year I mentor between five to seven young dancers between 14 to 19 in it's the awesome. UK and like some of them I know I've known quite a while and some of them I've never met before but we do like online sessions and like workbooks and stuff like that to help them um progress in not so much me telling them what to do but kind of trying to help them have someone to talk to and someone to give them a different opinion so Mm -hmm. that is my mindset and mentoring blurb um keeping a balanced yeah for me you've got to work hard and you have to play hard as well like I'm not afraid to show that I'm working because a lot of people like oh you work so much and then I'm like yeah but now I'm in Australia for two weeks and like in the summer we're going to LA again and like we try and make sure that we kind of play harder as well as working hard otherwise it just gets so much and that's when the inspiration comes yeah at Tullabudra no. Creek. No? How do you Tell- say it? <laughs> if you're not from Australia, you will not understand <laughs> how funny this is. But, Rosina, could you please say Tullabudra Creek again? <laughs> Tullabudra Creek. <laughs> that was better. That was better. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, because I was asking where you were visiting whilst you were here on the Gold Coast. And I don't... I think I must have, like, you said Tullabudra. Tullabudra. I don't know. I'm not even going to try, but you made it sound very fancy. (laughs) But it's a creek and it's very nice, though. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had fun in Australia? Yeah, I've loved it. Yeah. Yeah, We love Australia. We love our Australian friend. Yeah. Well, it's been really nice sitting down with a like-minded teacher who (laughs) really does lead by example. Um, I love everything you're doing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And next time we catch up, it might be in the UK. 
Yeah, please mm. do. Because my sister lives there, so yeah, I need come on to down soon. You'll have to come visit show my mum's studio. Come yeah, meet my students that do avocado on toast at Wilkes. You'll, you'll have to show me around. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I'll Good make sure that. I'm there on a Wednesday. I yeah, well, with, Wednesdays uh, with Rosina. Help with Wednesdays with Rosina. Well, it needs some help. <laughs> if anyone has any ideas of what to do in the following week, Wednesdays with Rosina, that would be good. So, how many weeks have you been doing this for now? I've done it since January. That's pretty good. Yeah. Every Wednesday. Well, I didn't. A I did a very short one at Coastal Dance last week, and I didn't. I'm not probably won't do one this week because it's when we're flying back. But yeah, yeah, I'm we, sure everyone will be back into you. it as of next week. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, where can everybody find you on socials and where can we purchase your book from? On social, I'm Rosini Ballerini. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my nickname at college and then it got too far. My Instagram got too deep for me to want to change it. So I'm always Rosini Ballerini and you can buy my books from www.rosinaandrews.co.uk. Good. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rosina. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Georgia. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our chat. Now on to my review for the week. comes from Joanna. You can find her on Instagram at Ballet Librarian. Such a cute Instagram handle. Ballet and books. Love it. Anyway, she says, Hey, Georgia, I've been listening through all the podcast episodes and I'm loving them all. I began ballet as an adult and really appreciate your outlook on teaching adults. Each conversation you've had on the podcast is fun, intelligent, and a pleasure to listen to. Thank you for putting the effort into doing this. Thank you, Joanna, for taking the time to write such a lovely message to me. It's messages like yours and reviews like yours that keep the Balanced Ballerinas podcast going. So thank you.